Unless otherwise indicated, all scripture quotations are taken from the Holy Bible. New Living Translation, copyright 1996-2004-2015 by Tyndale House Foundation. Used by permission of Tyndale House Publishers, Carol Stream, Illinois 60188. All rights reserved. Well, hello there, and thanks for joining me in my cubby hole studio in my basement. I am Bill, and you have stumbled upon Bible in a Year with Bill. Today is April 9th, or April, August 9th, day 221 of our journey through the Word this year. We're going to be looking into Jeremiah some more, chapters 3 and 4. Then we're going to finish off today's reading with John chapter 11. Thanks for joining me, and let's get right into it. Jeremiah, chapter 3. If a man divorces a woman, and she goes and, and marries someone else, he will not take her back again, for that would surely corrupt the land. But you have prostituted yourself with many lovers, so why are you trying to come back to me, says the Lord? Look at the shrines on every hilltop. Is there any place you have not been defiled by your adultery with other gods? You sit like a prostitute beside the road waiting for a customer. You sit alone like a nomad in the desert. You have polluted the land with your prostitution and your wickedness. That's why even the spring rains have failed. For you are a brazen prostitute and completely shameless. Yet you say to me, Father, you have been my guide since my youth. Surely you won't be angry forever. Surely you can forget about it. So you talk, but you keep on doing all the evil you can. During the reign of King Josiah, the Lord said to me, have you seen what fickle Israel has done? Like a wife who commits adultery, Israel has worshipped other gods on every hill and under every green tree. I thought, after she has done all this, she will return to me. But she did not return, and her faithless sister Judah saw this. She saw that I divorced faithless Israel because of her adultery. But that treacherous sister Judah had no fear, and now she too has left me and given herself to prostitution. Israel treated it all so lightly, she thought nothing of committing adultery by worshipping idols made of wood and stone. So now the land has been polluted. But despite all this, her faithless sister Judah has never sincerely returned to me. She has only pretended to be sorry. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord said to me, Even faithless Israel is less guilty than treacherous Judah. Therefore, go and give this message to Israel. This is what the Lord says. O Israel, my faithless people, come home to me again, for I am merciful. I will not be angry with you forever. Only acknowledge your guilt. Admit that you rebelled against the Lord your God and committed adultery against him by worshipping idols under every green tree. Confess that you refused to listen to my voice. I, the Lord, have spoken. Return home, you wayward children, says the Lord, for I am your master. I will bring you back to the land of Israel, one from this town and two from that family, from wherever you are scattered. And I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will guide you with knowledge and understanding. And when your land is once more filled with people, says the Lord, you will no longer wish for the good old days when you possessed the ark of the Lord's covenant. You will not miss those days or even remember them, and there will be no need to rebuild the ark. In that day, Jerusalem will be known as the throne of the Lord. All nations will come there to honor the Lord. 
They will no longer stubbornly follow their own evil desires. In those days, the people of Judah and Israel will return together from exile in the north. They will return to the land I gave your ancestors as an inheritance forever. I thought to myself, I would love to treat you as my own children. I wanted nothing more than to give you this beautiful land, the finest possession in the world. I looked forward to you calling me Father, and I wanted you never to turn from me. But you have been unfaithful to me, you people of Israel. You have been like a faithless wife who leaves her husband. I, the Lord, have spoken. Voices are heard high on the windswept mountains, the weeping and pleading of Israel's people, for they have chosen crooked paths and forgotten about their Lord, forgotten the Lord their God. My wayward children, says the Lord, come back to me, and I will heal your wayward hearts. Yes, we're coming, the people reply, for you are the Lord our God. Our worship of idols on the hills and our religious orgies on the mountains are a delusion. Only in the Lord our God will Israel ever find salvation. From childhood we have watched as everything our ancestors worked for, their flocks and herds, their sons and daughters, was squandered on a delusion. Let us now lie down in shame and cover ourselves with dishonor, for we and our ancestors have sinned against the Lord our God. From our children to this day, or from our childhood to this day, we have never obeyed him. Jeremiah chapter 4 O Israel, says the Lord, if you wanted to return to me, you could. You could throw away your detestable idols and stray away no more. Then you will swear. Then when you swear by my name, saying, As surely as the Lord lives, you could do so with truth, justice, and righteousness. Then you would be a blessing to the nations of the world, and all people would come and praise my name. This is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. Do not waste your good seed among thorns. O people of Judah and Jerusalem, surrender your pride and power. Change your hearts before the Lord, or my anger will burn like an unquenchable fire because of all your sins. Shout to Judah and broadcast to Jerusalem. Tell them to sound the alarm throughout the land, run for your lives, flee to the fortified cities, raise a signal flag as a warning for Jerusalem. Flee now, do not delay, for I am bringing terrible destruction upon you from the north. A lion stalks from its den, a destroyer of nations. It has left its lair and is headed your way. It's going to devastate your land. Your towns will lie in ruins with no one living in them any more. So put on clothes of mourning and weep with broken hearts, for the fierce anger of the Lord is still upon us. In that day, says the Lord, the king and the officials will tremble in fear, the priests will be struck with horror, and the prophets will be appalled. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, the people have been deceived by what you said, for you promised peace for Jerusalem, but the sword is held at their throats. The time is coming when the Lord will say to the people of Jerusalem, My dear people, a burning wind is blowing in from the desert, and it's not a gentle breeze useful for winnowing grain. It's a roaring blast sent by me. Now I will pronounce your destruction. Our enemy rushes down on us like storm clouds. His chariots are like whirlwinds. His horses are swifter than eagles. How terrible it will be, for we are doomed. O Jerusalem, cleanse your heart that you may be saved. How long will you harbor your evil thoughts? Your destruction has been announced from Dan and the hill country of Ephraim. 
warned the surrounding nations and announced this to jerusalem the enemy is coming from a distant land raising a battle cry against the towns of judah they surround jerusalem like watchmen around a field for my people have rebelled against me says the lord your own actions have brought this upon you this punishment is bitter piercing you to the heart my heart my heart i writhe in pain my heart pounds within me i cannot be still for I have heard the blast of enemy trumpets and the roar of their battle cries. Waves of destruction roll over the land until it lies in complete desolation. Suddenly my tents are destroyed. In a moment my shelters are crushed. How long must I see the battle flags and hear the trumpets of war? My people are foolish and do not know me, says the Lord. They are stupid children who have no understanding. They are clever enough at doing wrong, but they have no idea how to do right. I looked at the earth, and it was empty and formless. I looked at the heavens, and there was no light. I looked at the mountains and hills, and they trembled and shook. I looked, and all the people were gone. All the birds of the sky had flown away. I looked, and the fertile fields had become a wilderness. The towns lay in ruins, crushed by the Lord's fierce anger. This is what the Lord says. The whole land will be ruined, but I will not destroy it completely. The earth will mourn and the heavens will be draped in black because of my decree against my people. I have made up my mind and will not change it. At the noise of charioteers and archers, the people flee in terror. They hide in the bushes and run for the mountains. All the towns have been abandoned. Not a person remains. What are you doing, you who have been plundered? Why do you dress up in beautiful clothing and put on gold jewelry? Why do you brighten your eyes with mascara? Your primping will do you no good. The allies who were your lovers despise you and seek to kill you. I hear a cry like that of a woman in labor, the groans of a woman giving birth to her first child. It is beautiful Jerusalem gasping for breath and crying out, Help! I'm being murdered! John, Chapter 11 A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother, Lazarus, was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected, Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there, for now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. 
When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus's grave to weep, so they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here, so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, Unwrap him and let him go. Many of the people who were, who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen, but some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the leading priests and Pharisees called the high council together. What are we going to do? They asked each other. This man certainly performs many miraculous signs. If we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. Then the Roman army will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. Caiaphas, who was high priest at the time, said, You don't know what you're talking about. You don't realize that it's better for you that one man should die for the people than for the whole nation to be destroyed. He did not say this on his own. As high priest at the time, he was led to prophesy that Jesus would die for the entire nation. And not only for that nation, but to bring together and unite all the children of God scattered around the world. So from that time on, the Jewish leaders began to plot Jesus' death. As a result, Jesus stopped his public ministry among the people and left Jerusalem. He went to a place near the wilderness, to the village of Ephraim, and stayed there with his disciples. It was now almost time for the Jewish Passover celebration, and many people from all over the country arrived in Jerusalem several days early so they could go through the purification ceremony before Passover began. They kept looking for Jesus, but as they stood around in the temple, they said to each other, What do you think? He won't come for Passover, will he? Meanwhile, the leading priests and Pharisees had publicly ordered that anyone seeing Jesus must report it immediately so they could arrest him. And so, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless the reading of your word today. 
thank you for your word. Have you ever restored an old piece of furniture or a classic car? There's always potential underneath the old paint, rusty spots, and years of baked on dirt and grime. But it's going to take some work to bring it back to its original form. In Jeremiah chapter 4 verses 1 to 4, God wants to see a similar type of restoration in his people. Believe it or not, God actually sees beyond the sin and dirt in our lives to the potential he put in all of us before we were born. It is him who does the hard work in our hearts and removing our sin through Jesus Christ. All he asks of us is to take the first step of leaving our old ways behind and turning toward him. Just like that old table or that old Mercedes gets a new home, when we choose to follow Jesus, we receive a new life in him. Turning away from our old ways can definitely be difficult, but the end result of those first steps can be discovering a whole new purpose and plan that Jesus has for us, a plan more fulfilling than anything we leave behind. God wants us to experience this restoration so badly that he will do whatever it takes to get our attention, even if it means sacrificing his own son. Thank you for joining me here today on Bible in a Year with Bill. I hope to see you all tomorrow. Take care now.